permission, but I figure in the world we're living in, as tolerant as we are, that one day preacher's kids may revolt and sue their parents for telling stories behind the pulpit. Uh, and so I asked her, she said that I could. Uh, yesterday I came in the house and she was sitting on the couch and had a frustrated look on her face. And Miley usually doesn't have a frustrated look on her face. Usually she's quite pleasant, but I could tell something was gnawing at her. And I said, what's going on, bud? She said, I just can't figure this out. And I'm like, good night. It's only the second day of school. What, what could you not figure out? Maybe her locker code uh, or something with a combination lock, something like that. And uh, she says, I, I'm in Spanish and I can't roll my tongue. And I remember those same frustrations. I was fourth, fifth grade. And I, I couldn't figure out how my friends would roll their tongue. And so yesterday I came to the living room and I've learned how to roll my tongue. And, uh, and so now I'm trying to teach her how to roll her tongue. And I want you to know some of the most uh, weird noises were coming from our living room yesterday afternoon is both me and Leslie were trying to figure it out with Miley and teach her. And if anybody was uh, eavesdropping around our house, they probably thought we were speaking in tongues or something and needed an interpreter to come in there because we were trying to help her learn how to do it. And it was rough, to be honest with you. And I, I never succeeded. Uh, I was unable to help her. I told her all else fails. We'll do the best thing we can do and go to YouTube uh, and see if we can figure that out. And I, if you know how to teach somebody how to roll her tongue, I need you to help my daughter with that because I can't seem to, to get it across on how to do it. She just makes this weird grunting noise uh, instead of rolling her tongue. And I'm, not th I'm not sure that's what Ms. Ellen wants is this grunting noise when she's teaching her how to roll her R's. But I was thinking about that by way of the message tonight about how her frustration all stemmed from a lack of understanding. She was getting frustrated because she doesn't understand how to do that, and I was getting frustrated because I didn't understand how to teach her how to do that. You know, we're dads, and dads are supposed to be able to explain everything to their children uh, on how to learn how to do something. And I was getting frustrated that she was getting frustrated that she didn't understand something. And if you think about that tonight, that's a common occurrence. All of us get frustrated when there's something we do not understand very well. You think about our kids. I'm sure, look, if you have a child tonight as sweet as your child is, I'm sure your child has done things that you did not understand why they did that, and it produced a frustration in you, right? You know, I'm not talking about just little things. I'm talking about big things. Maybe they got hurt or hurt somebody else, or the worst, they embarrassed you. As a parent, they said something in public that was supposed to be private, and you're thinking as a parent, surely my child's not about to say what they said. <laughs> and you got so frustrated. Why? You couldn't understand why they would do the things they did. I'm sure us spouses have done that before, right? You ever looked at your spouse and got so frustrated with them because you didn't understand either what they were saying or why they were thinking the way they were thinking? Come on, we've all been there, Right? You know, you first get married and you don't realize why your wife, as a, as a husband, doesn't understand like you do, and vice versa, husbands and wives. They just don't understand like we do, and we get what? We get frustrated. If you watch the news lately, you watch some of the bills that are being uh, debated there in Washington and uh, some of the bills that have been presented and some of the spending in Washington that's been presented, and I'm sure you have been frustrated. Why? Why? Because for the life of us common folk down here in Mississippi, 
We just don't quite understand how their math adds up all the time, correct? We get frustrated because we don't understand. I was thinking about this the other day. Dumb illustration, but I think you're going to get this. Have you ever been going down the road and a squirrel jump out in front of you? One that you didn't kill, all right, jumps out in front of you. And you're going slow to let the squirrel get out of the way. And instead of jumping in the right ditch or jumping in the left ditch, I wouldn't care which one he picked, he decides to run down the middle of the road. And so there you are, all of your neighbors watching as you drive down the road you live on, and you're, you have a squirrel escort. He's escorting you down the road as you go five miles an hour, and you're getting frustrated. Why? You wish you would just pick a ditch. There's thousands of trees. Just jump onto one of them. But no, he just wants to go down the middle of the road, and you get frustrated because you just don't understand what that thing is thinking. That's a common occurrence where we don't understand something, and we get frustrated because of that turn a little bit of a serious note, maybe a, a good friend, maybe a young person uh, loses their life. We read about it on the news all the time, and a young person passes away seemingly at too early of an age, and it's something that's hard for us to understand. It's frustrating because we don't understand. I have, I have been to the funerals of so many friends, guys that I grew up with, preachers that I grew up with, and you sit there and you look at a grieving wife or uh, grieving children, grieving parents. Uh, I remember sitting in the bleachers. A, a friend of mine had to have his funeral in a gymnasium. So many people were there, and we sat there in the, in the gymnasium. I'm looking down there at the casket and his mom and his dad and his wife and his children that are there, and uh, it was just frustrating because I, I don't understand Uh, why the Lord took him at such an early age. And I I think it's okay to get frustrated. But I want you to notice something here. In this passage, the Bible helps us with that. Because if you look down at verse number four, the Bible says, Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither, as for him that wanteth what? Understanding. Understanding. I'm so thankful tonight that even in life, and by the way, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to get frustrated. Uh, That's why I have to turn off the news sometimes. I see so many things happening on the news uh, in our country. I don't understand it, and it frustrates me because I don't understand everything that's going on. All right, we're not immune to that just because we're Christians, but I want you to notice the Bible says there is understanding for us. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. What does the song say? Trials dark on every hand, and we cannot understand. But the, the, the song says, but we'll understand when? By and by. Now, can I ask you something? Do you honestly believe it's the will of God that we sit miserable and confused until the by and by comes? I don't believe that for a moment. I believe our Heavenly Father wants us to have wisdom and understanding. Now, here's the good news tonight. You may not can change what's going on, but there's peace in understanding it. All right? We may not be able to stop things going on around us and prevent things that cause us to be confused, but there is peace with God's understanding. Good news is God wants us to have that. As my child, I sat there and I tried to help her roll her tongue, and I was unsuccessful in that effort. I'm thankful my father is always successful if we're willing to listen and heed what he's trying to help us understand. The Bible says in verse number 6, the Bible says there's understanding that God has for his children. Think about this tonight. God may not undo your circumstances, but he can help you understand them. Think about that. God may not undo what you're going through that you do not understand, 
God may not remove the frustration from you, but God can help you understand it better. There's been so many things happen in my life that were so frustrating because I did not understand why I was going through what I was going through. And you go to the Word of God, and you spend time talking to God, and that peace passes understanding. God gives me what I need to make it through whatever it is I'm going through. Now, the key is down in verse number four. The Bible says, for him that wanteth understanding. Stick with me tonight. You have to want it. You have to want it. There's understanding to be had. I'm not saying God's going to take away the difficulty, but there's understanding to be had. In the difficulty, in the, the understanding gives us what? It gives us peace. But wait a minute. The Bible says, he that wanteth it. You know, you can tonight choose that you don't want it. You can choose to live in confusion, heartache, and frustration, much like the people in 2 Peter chapter 3. Listen to what the Bible says about these people. Verse 3, knowing this that first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Verse 5, for this they willingly are ignorant of. Do you know why they don't understand? They don't want to understand. The Bible says that we can have understanding if we want it, and if you want it tonight, I want to show you how to get it simply out of these verses we just read. The message is simply this, how to get what you want. How to get what you want, and let's follow along in this tonight, that we can have this understanding that God wants us to have. Now, if we're going to have understanding, if we're going to get what we want, we need to know what we're looking for, correct? We need to have an idea about that. The other day, my wife asked me to go to Walmart uh, before she went to California. She was so busy, and she says, I've got some things that need to be picked up. Would you mind going and getting it for me? I said, I don't mind at all. So I go to Walmart, and I have the list that is there. And on the list, it had rose gold dangly earrings. <sighs> Brother Bolt, that's a lot of adjectives. Rose gold dangly earrings. And so I go over to the jewelry counter, uh, the, the wall there at Walmart, and I'm, I'm staring at it. And there's so many earrings that are there, and there's rose ones, and there's gold ones. There's some shape like roses that are gold, and all of these there, and some are dangly, and some are not dangly. And I'm giving what evidently they train the Walmart workers in as the confused husband look. And I'm just staring at the wall. The lady comes over and she says, could I help you? I said, yes, ma'am, you can. I'm looking for some rose gold dangly earrings. Uh, she starts going through. She says, all right, this is exactly what you need. I sent my wife a picture. She said, yep, that's exactly what you need. Well, I didn't know what I wanted. And when I finally pointed out what I wanted, then I knew what I needed and I got what I needed. But I had to know what I needed first, right? Second thing on the list, it said large hair clippy. I'm not sure if a clippy is a, a real term, but that's what we call them in our house, hair clippies. I go over to the clippy section, and none of them say large hair clippy. I'm in trouble now, so what do I do? I go to the go-to. I have the confused husband look. Just stare at the wall long enough. Sooner or later, it takes longer now because there's a supply shortage of good workers, but stand there long enough, husband, stare at the wall, and sooner or later, somebody will come over and ask you, what do you need? I says, I need a large hair clippy. I mean, the lady reached right there and got it, handed it to me. Leslie said, that's exactly what I needed. But it was hard to find what I needed if I didn't know what I was looking for. So this is the first thing I want you to see tonight. It's very simple. Stick with me, okay? 
in order to find what we want and to get what we want, number one, we must know what we want, all right? We must know what we want. Now, before you change the channel, you're thinking, good night. I came up here on a rainy Wednesday night uh, just to hear something I already know. I mean, I know what it is I want. Here's the problem. You probably don't know what that word want means in verse number four. Or verse number six, it says, he that wanteth understanding. That word want, it doesn't just mean desire. You say, well, I want to get out of here, or I want a cheeseburger, or I want a new car. That's a desire. But you know when you read this verse and you read that word wanteth, wanteth, do you know what it means? It means lacketh. Lacketh. You see, in order to find what we're looking for, that understanding that helps solve the confusion we have in our life, we've got to get to the place to realize we're lacking it. I believe the reason tonight that so many of us are lacking the understanding that God says we can have is we haven't reached a place yet where we're willing to admit or understand that we're lacking it. We are so full of pride in our own ideas and our own ways and what we think we're looking for that we miss out on what God desires for us because we haven't got to the place to realize we lack it yet. The Bible says when we wanteth understanding, that means when we get to the place where we recognize that we lack it. Watch this, James chapter 1 verse 4. The Bible says, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be entire, listen close, and wanting nothing. It means lacking. So the Bible says it's the will of God that I be entire. That means complete and wanting or lacking nothing. What's the next verse say? The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men. So God has the understanding that we want, but what was the key to accessing the wisdom? It says, if any man lack. If any man lack. I believe with all of my heart, we live in so much frustration in our world, and God says, I have an understanding that will remedy your frustration, but the reason you don't have the understanding that I desire for you is you will not get to the place to admit that you're lacking it. You're lacking it. I am a prideful male. I think most males probably are, and I'm sure females deal with pride as well, and I hate using the words I don't know. You have no idea how frustrating it was not to be able to teach my daughter to roll her tongue. You watch some six-year-old is going to go up to her after church, and they're going to teach her how to roll her tongue and make me feel like an idiot. It's hard to say, I don't know how to help you. Why? Because of pride. Pride wants to say, I know and I can, but in order to access God's understanding, I have to be willing to say, I don't know, but you do. You see, you have tonight know what you want, and you have to know what you're missing in your life. And the problem is, it's the old adage, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. We live in frustration in this world because so much is going on that we do not understand. And when you don't understand, you get frustrated. And when you get frustrated, you don't have peace in your life. And when there's no peace in your life, there's no peace in your home. There's no peace in your children. And we live in this constant state of turmoil when God says, I have wisdom and I have understanding for you. If you'll just get to the place to realize you can't and you don't, but I do. Oh, the day that you get to the place to realize, God, I lack. God, I lack. God, I can't. God, I don't. Here's what's amazing. When you look at those verses, the Bible says in verse 4, whoso is simple. Simple. 
I love this. I looked it up. The word simple, oftentimes we use as an insult, don't we? Somebody, you know, you're so simple, you don't have a good understanding of this. We use it sometimes as a negative connotation. The word simple, you look it up in the Old Testament, it means open-minded. We're thinking, wait a minute, that's a good thing. No, 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 dig a little deeper. It means open-minded means there's a lot of space up there. All right, we're being nice, all right? Empty-minded is what it means. Now, here's what happens, watch. The Bible says for the simple, Someone who is empty-minded. Here's the sad thing. Oftentimes, our head is so full of our ideas and our understanding. Wait a minute. Didn't the Bible say something in Proverbs 3 about that? To lean not unto thine own understanding. So our minds are so full of ourself and so full of our own understanding. Watch this. We keep having to try and try and try our understanding till after a while, finally, our head is out of ideas. It's empty. And then finally, when it's empty, God says, hey, why don't you turn to me? Can I ask you this tonight? Why do we have to get to the place to where we finally realize none of what we have is going to work and we can't lean on our own understanding? We have to lean on God. Why do we have to do that? You know, you think about it this way tonight. God's understanding is something not that you try, it's something you trust. Something bad happens to you. What do we try to say? What do we say? I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand why this person died. I'm trying to understand why I lost my job. I'm trying to understand why this person did this to me. And we try and we try and we try, but our understanding will always fail. Why? Because that's why the Bible says not to lean on it. And you keep trying and trying. And finally, you ever put all your change like in a jug or something when you get home from work? And it takes you forever to empty it out. You know, bad idea. Put all those coins in all those glass jars. You spend there for hours trying to get out. And finally, you get the last one out. That's the way our understanding is. We have to keep trying and trying and trying our way till finally one day we've reached the place where our mind is empty. There's a lot of space up there. And now we finally reached a place where we can trust God's understanding. You don't try God's, you trust God's. That's why Proverbs 3 5 says not to lean on that. The sooner we realize tonight that we lack, the closer we are to getting understanding. Proverbs 18, 2, listen what the Bible says. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that its heart may discover itself. Do you know what that is? Basically, that verse says, a fool is full of pride because I want to discover myself, my idea, my wisdom, my understanding. I want, look, we are resourceful people, and hey, that's great. I'm thankful, resourceful, we can figure things out. But sometimes we get in the way of God working because we want to figure it out for ourselves. And God says, all I can tell you is the end of you is always going to fail. Why don't you go ahead and surrender that over to me now and realize it's my understanding you need, and that gives you peace in the frustration of the world that you can't figure out. Look, you're not going to figure it out. You're not. I mean, sit there and try to figure out the things that are passing up there in D.C. right now. You're not going to figure it out. It doesn't make sense. But watch, God can give you an understanding that he can work through things that we don't understand. But you've got to trust and lean on his instead of ours. So number one tonight, if we're going to get what we want and what we want is what we need, we must know what we want. And that's God's understanding. 
Great quote tonight. I read this just this afternoon by Augustine. He said, understanding is the reward of faith. Therefore, seek not to understand that you may believe, but believe that you may understand. Did you get that? That was full right there, okay? Understanding is the reward of faith. That you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, God, I'm not going to trust you until I understand. Oh, no, it doesn't work that way. You trust God so that you can understand. And our problem, the reason we don't understand so many of the principles of God is we want God to prove it to us before we put faith in it. And God says, hey, you put faith in it and I'll prove it every time. Tell me Abraham understood what he was doing with Isaac up on the mountain. Tell me he understood that. The only son that you gave me that is supposed to be uh, the beginning of my lineage and you want me to go kill him, there's no way Abraham understood all of that. But you know what he did? He had faith and believed in what God knew. And what happened? At the end of it all, he understood. He understood. But he had to have faith first. You say, well, that's scary. Yeah, that's why it's hard. That's why we have so much confusion in our life. I love when Isaac asked him about, hey, Dad, what are we doing? What did he say? Two words, I love this. God will. God will. Abraham didn't say, well, Isaac, here's how it's going to work. I'm fixing to show the Lord how much I trust him, and, and God's got all this. It's going to be fine. It's going to be easy. No problem. No. He says, you know, I don't understand how all of this is going to fit together. Hebrews tell us that he had so much faith that he believed God could raise him up. Yes. But don't tell me he understood it all. He said, but you know what? I'm going to trust in the one who does understand it all because God will. God will. Listen to me. Mom and dad, you're going to look at your kids sometime, and you're going to get so frustrated because you don't understand them. You're going to even begin questioning whether they are your children or not. I am not even sure they had a switch up at the hospital. That can't be my child. You don't understand it. And you're going to get so frustrated. Aren't you glad God has an understanding? And God's understanding brings peace, but we've got to want it. We've got to get to the place to realize we lack it. One more, before, one more scripture before I give you the second thing. Job chapter 23. I quote this all the time. Love the passage. Where Job says, I look on my right hand and I look on my left hand. I look before me. Job says, I, I can't find them. You know what Job's saying? I don't understand. Don't understand. But what did he say? But when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. He knoweth the way that I take. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand how all of this is going to turn out. I don't understand how this can be good. But he knoweth. That's the same thing with Abraham says, God will. Job says, I'm just going to trust him. I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust him. And he says, I shall come forth. Doesn't sound like somebody who's frustrated. Sounds like somebody who has peace. Where did the peace come from? The peace came from the understanding of his faith that he had put in God. He didn't lean on his own understanding. If you go through a trial and lean on your own understanding, you're going to get so frustrated and bitter. Do you know why? Well, tell me how you could explain to Job why that was a good thing that he lost his children. Tell me how you can contemplate in your mind, oh yeah, this is great what's happening to me. It's not going to happen. You must lean on someone else's understanding. And it's the one who knows exactly what's going on. Sometimes I honestly believe that our trying gets in the way of our trusting, and that's why we miss out on understanding. So verse 4, whoso is simple, 
Let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understandeth, standing, she saith to him, verse 5, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. You know what verse 5 is? That's the fruit. That's the fruit of it. God's wisdom brings understanding. There's fruit that comes from it. Do you know what our understanding produces? Frustration. Frustration. We don't understand why things are happening the way they are in our world. Yes, we can go to Scripture, and yes, we can say, okay, this is part of the end time. But we don't understand why people are doing what they're doing. And we get so frustrated. That's the fruit of our understanding. But the fruit of God's understanding, it says, come and eat. There's a filling there, a fulfilling in God's understanding. Verse 6, watch what it says. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. So stick with me tonight. Number one, the way we find what we want and we get what we want, we must know what we want or what we're lacking. The second thing, in order to get what we want, we need to know what it is. You look at it, it's understanding. It only comes from God. That's not just something we want. That's something we need. That's why number two, the way that we get what we want and have God's understanding, we must want what we need. It's going to be a tongue twister, but stick with me. It'll make sense in a minute. We must want what we need. All right, so once we realize that I need God's understanding, I got to have it. My understanding's not going to cut it. My understanding leads to frustration. God's understanding leads to fruit. All right, I need God's understanding. Here's the problem. In order to get it, you've got to want it this time. This is the desire want. You've got to want it. Here's what I believe tonight. Unfortunately, godly understanding is looked on as a luxury, not a necessity. Godly understanding, it's a luxury in the life of a Christian, not a necessity in the life of a Christian. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, it's nice to have as long as I don't have to put, more, put too much effort for it. Right? Think about this. All of us have things we need to do, correct? I'll give you mine. I, uh, I need to exercise more. That's a need. Uh, I need to, uh, you know, go to regular doctor visits, annual doctor visits, make sure I'm staying healthy. All right, those are things I need to do. But you know what? Sometimes I just don't want to. And even though it's a need I have in my life, if I don't want to bad enough, I just don't do it. That's why in order to have God's understanding, we must want the things that we need. Turn back to your letter to Proverbs 2. I want to show you something. Proverbs chapter 2, if you look down to verse number 2, same subject here. The Bible says, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto, what? Wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Watch verse 3. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. Do you know what those verses are saying? We got to want it. If you want God's understanding, the Bible says, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, it boils down to it tonight. We know we need God's understanding. The problem is we don't want it bad enough. You say, how do you know that? Well, it says you got to lift up your voice and you got to cry after it. I was thinking about my wife. She's in nursery tonight, so I can talk about her as well just a little bit. My wife has several levels of screams, Okay. The first level that she has is the whoops. Uh, that usually means that a piece of ice fell out of the ice maker on the refrigerator and she almost slipped. When I hear that whoop, I know that's not a danger. Whoop, right? That holler is not a bad one. That's a level one holler. Just a whoop means I almost slipped. But then she has this, ee! it's this eek that she does. The eek means bug, okay? 
We've then moved up a couple of levels now. We've gone from the whoop to the eek, and the eek means bug, and, and, and the eek means come in there quick. My wife just does not do bugs. Then she has the ah, level three scream. Level three scream means the bug is on me. All right, so we've gone from slipping, whoop, uh, to the eek, to the ah, and the ah means the bug is now on me, and it is like serious, serious. And then when she hollers out, Maya, that is the top level scream that I know she has probably seen a zombie in the hallway, a Bigfoot in the backyard or something. It's that bad, okay? So watch this. Her scream and her lifting of her voice is telling me the extent of the need. If I'm laying in bed and all I hear is the whoop, I don't even move. I don't even move. Why? I know she almost slipped, but she's okay. All right? We get into the eek or the ah. All right? Those will get me out of the bed because I know she's not coming back to the bedroom uh, until I come in there and rescue her from the bug that's either in front of her or on her. Okay? I mean, she will sit on the counter all night long until I come in there and get it. She did it one time. Our first house we live in, a roach got in our house, and she sat on the washing machine all afternoon until I came home from work and killed it. She would not get down. I don't know what it is about roaches, but evidently they're, they're, uh, they're fearsome beasts, you know, in the, in the eyes of my wife. But her screams and her lifting of her voice is what motivates me to meet the need. Can I ask you something tonight? Very, very simple. How often do you lift your voice for understanding. How often do you lift your voice for understanding? Do you know what I have? A, I have a sneaking feeling tonight. I think some of us just like to be frustrated. We just like to be mad, have a bad attitude, always grumbling about the world and all this. What a wonderful testimony for a Christian. You say, well, well you know the world and all this. Yeah, but wait a minute. God says there's understanding. God says there's understanding, and God's understanding brings fruit, not frustration. God says there's understanding to be had, but I've got to lift up my voice for that. I've got to be willing to go to God and say, God, I've reached the place where I realize that my understanding's not going to cut it. I need your understanding, and I'm going to knock on the door, and I'm going to pray with importunity. Until God hears my prayer and God gives us the understanding that we need for the circumstances that we're living in. Proverbs 4, 7, listen to what the Bible says. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom with all thy getting. Get understanding with all thy getting. What if we prayed for a godly understanding like we pray for that big deer to walk by our tree stand in the winter? Man, we would have the most peace in our life. I don't know what you ladies pray for, so I can't come up with anything there. I should ask my wife. Whatever it is you pray for, what if you prayed for God? You lifted up your voice and said, God, I need your wisdom, not mine. Mine's not cutting it because I'm so frustrated. I have a bad attitude. I'm grumpy all the time. God, my wisdom has led to frustration. I need yours. And God, I'm going to pray. Matter of fact, I may even skip lunch today. Lifting up my voice, why? Because I need, God, what I'm lacking. I need what I'm wanting in my life. And here's what I want to ask you tonight. You think about the things that we think we need in life. Let's just go down the list, okay? What are the things we think we need in life? Well, if you really boiled it down, what do we want? We want happiness. Happiness would be great to have, correct? I mean, could we be honest? What about peace? 
Peace is great. The older I get, the more I feel older because I, I say things like, I, I just like peace and quiet. Like, oh, no, I'm getting old. Oh, I love it, though. I even saw a deer in my yard today and didn't think about shooting it. I'm like, yep, I'm going downhill fast. Before long, I'll be wearing socks and sandals, fanny pack, have it all decked out, you know. I like peace in my life. Happiness, I like some joy in my life. Can I tell you something? I was reading today in Proverbs. I read all through Proverbs today. I want to read Proverbs chapter 3 for you, verse 3. Listen closely, if you will. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. Wait a minute. I ask God for wisdom. I ask God for understanding. What is the product? Well, I have God's word that happiness is one of the fruits of wisdom and understanding of God. Keep reading verse 14. The Bible says, for the merchandise of it is better, the merchandise of silver. So watch close. We have the word happiness, and then we have the word better. God says, the fruit of my wisdom and understanding is better. You keep reading, the Bible says, and the gain thereof than fine gold. So there's happiness. Hey, that's what we want, isn't it? There's things that are better. There's gain. We keep reading. The Bible says she is more precious than rubies. Precious. We keep on reading. The Bible says there's honor there. Verse 17, her ways are the ways of pleasantness. And I want that in my life. All her paths are peace. The Bible says to them that lay hold upon her, happy is everyone that retaineth her. So we see happiness, things that are precious, pleasant, their life to them that hold upon her. These are all the fruits of God's understanding. Now you think about this tonight. Why, why do we choose our understanding over God's? And we all do it. Why? Because we think that's going to make us happy. We think I'll have more peace in my life if I do what I want. No, God says, when you take my wisdom and my understanding, it brings peace and life and honor and pleasantness and gain into our life. Sunday night, we talked about Solomon. Very end of the experiment, Solomon said, fear God and keep his commandments. Can I tell you what Solomon was saying? Out of all of the things he tried in life, he says, here's what you need. Fear God and keep his commandments. Here's the sad thing. Solomon finally realized what he needed, but only at the end of trying everything that he wanted. Is that not the truth of what we do? Finally, we get to the place where all of our ideas have been emptied out. All of our understanding has been poured out, and we get to the place to realize what I need is yours. But the sad thing is we spend a lifetime figuring that out. Solomon says, hey, at the end of life, here's what you need. Fear God. Keep his commandments. That's what you need in your life. You see, that's what he finally understands. But man, he wasted a lifetime to get there. I guarantee every adult in this room tonight would tell these teenagers that are in here, figure that out quick. Figure that out quick. That all that you need is to live and to lean on God's understanding. But sadly, as often as the case, Because we were all teenagers once, believe it or not. We're going to figure that one out on our own, aren't we? And we're going to waste our lives and waste our opportunity like Solomon did, finding out exactly what we need. So number two tonight, how do we get what we want? Well, we must want what we need. Proverbs 23, 5, the Bible says, What thou set thine eyes upon that which is not, for riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. 
Notice what it said, wilt thou set thine eyes on what is not? Be careful setting your eyes on what you understand and think is what you need because God knows what we need. Someone put it this way, as a rule, man's a fool. When it's hot, he wants it cool. And when it's cool, he wants it hot, always wanting what is not. Isn't that the case? I got out of the car earlier. All of a sudden, poof, the humidity hits you. Man, it's so hot. Go in my office and run down the air. Brother Nate will tell you, I can get it cold in there. I'm sitting there, wow, man, it's kind of cold. Man, how fickle are we sometimes? We want that which is not. The good news is there's understanding when we choose to want what God says we need. And God says we need his wisdom. So, number one, we need to know what we want. Know what we're lacking. Number two, we, need, we must want what we need. That means we've got to want what God says we need. Finally, here's the best part. Look back to chapter 4. And uh, I'll show you this last one. I'm sorry, sorry, chapter number nine. Is that where we were at earlier? Yeah, chapter nine. I've been in Proverbs all day, so they're kind of running together. Watch verse four. In order to get what we want, we need to need what we want. Then we've got to want what we need. But watch this. The Bible says in verse four, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. Now this verse is about to show us that we prove how bad we need something. We're about to prove it. You say, how do you know? The Bible says, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. The third point is probably the most important. At some point in our walk, when we desire God's wisdom, we must need what we want. You've got to need what we want. But what we need is God's wisdom. The Bible says you're going to have to turn in. Isn't it amazing how often in Scripture the things of God require a turning? Think about that. How many times in Scripture did God tell his children to turn? And God says, I've prepared this, I've promised this, I have all of this for you, but you're going to have to turn in order to get it. Isn't that not what he told the church of Laodicea? He says, repent. What is he telling them? He says, hey, in order to get what I'm offering you, you're going to have to turn. Here's the problem. The church at the Laodiceans, they did not believe they needed it that bad. That's why we're guilty, and that's what we're guilty of. We don't think we need it that bad in order to have to make a change in our life. But truly tonight, if we're going to have God's wisdom, we must need what it is that we want. He says, whoso is simple, let him turn in. The word turn means exactly what you think it does, to depart from away. To depart from away. Do you know half the time why I want to just keep doing it the way that I'm doing it? It's because it's my way. I want to figure this out, my ideas, my understanding. And God says, I've prepared for you an understanding that brings fruit and peace to your life, but you have to be willing to turn to it. I'll give you a great, great example of that in the life of Moses. What did the Bible say when that burning bush was there? Do you know what that burning bush was? It was God trying to get his attention. And God presenting him with an opportunity to be used in ways that I guarantee you Moses never dreamed he could have been used. But what did Moses have to do? He says, I will turn aside and see this great sight. Moses had to deviate from his way. You ever wondered what's your one turn away from? You ever thought about that? One turn. One turn of obedience from my way to God's way. What is there? I remember June of 95. We just rolled over 27 years. Man, when God called me to preach, I had no idea the opportunities that would come from that one turn. I'm thankful I made the turn. I'm thankful I lean on his understanding. I tried to talk God out of it. God, I can't because of this, and God, I can't because of that. God says, lean not on your own understanding. 
In all thy ways acknowledge me, and I'll direct your paths. What is that? Your way. I'm thankful tonight God has our way figured out. But we as the people of God have to turn from our way to his way in order to find that kind of understanding. Proverbs 16, 25, the Bible says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. Do you know what that means? The word seem means thinks or understands. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. And we start trying to find God's will for our life through our understanding. It's not going to work. The Bible says the end thereof are the ways of death. So verse 4 says we've got to turn. Look down at verse 6. I'll give you this before we close. The Bible says forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. Not only do we show God how bad we need it by being willing to make a turn, verse 6 says we may have to forsake some things. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. I wonder tonight, is the reason you're not going God's way and having his understanding is because there's something you don't want to forsake. The Bible says forsake the foolish and live. God says my way leads to life, your way leads to death. But there are times you have to forsake something, leave something behind, turn your back on something. But all the understanding that comes when you do. Oh, my goodness, you look at the lives of Abraham and Moses. Look at the life of Noah. Tell me Noah understood exactly what was about to happen. <laughs> no way. Build a big old boat in the middle of nowhere, and there's this stuff called rain going to fall on the earth. I'm going to flood the whole earth. We're going to cover it all with water, and you're going to take all of these animals on there, and you're going to repopulate the earth. Okay. <laughs> all right. You know what? I'm just going to do it and let you do the figuring. I'll guarantee you in, in Noah's life, there was a point after he got off the ark, he had this big oh moment. You ever have those? Oh. Oh. You see, sadly, we want the oh moment on the front side. God, show me how you're going to do it before I'm willing to be obedient. God says, no, no. Understanding is the reward of faith. I say, God, I'm just going to trust you. And one day you look back and you go, oh. Oh, I get what you were doing there. But you had to need it bad enough to be willing to make a turn and to forsake some things. Tonight, folks, I'll just tell you a very simple burden this morning. Just this morning, very simple burden. We read this verse last night in our family devotions. And all morning long, it just stirred in my heart and stirred in my heart. Stirred my, thinking about how easy it is to get frustrated, isn't it? Something's going on in our world. Maybe something going on in your life. Maybe something going on in your home. Something with your children. Man, you get so frustrated. Why? Because you don't understand. And we want to figure it out. God, I need to know why this is happening, why I'm going through. God, why, 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 why? And you may not understand, but God does. And God says, I just want you to trust me in my understanding. Tonight, there is an understanding that God desires for his children. He may not undo your circumstances, but he can help you understand them if you're willing to trust it tonight. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Let's stand to our feet.